Welcome to the Geekcentric Podcast, and welcome to our spoiler-free review for Scott Pilgrim Takes Off. I had a dream about that girl again. Welcome to the Geekcentric Podcast. My name is Nate, and this is our spoiler-free review for Scott Pilgrim Takes Off. Special thanks to our friends at Netflix Canada for letting us watch this series early for review. If you're joining us for the first time, we are Geekcentric, a podcast focusing on the world of movies, TV shows, video games, and all things Geekcentric. Joining me for today's review, uh, we've got our own League of Evil Exes. It's Justin Lawrence versus Darcy Hudson. Fight! <laughs> <laughs> that was so vicious. I love it. Yeah, I don't man. know who's ex. Awesome. Who's who? Who? Who do we have as as a common ex? As a common ex, right? I, as a common ex sure. or is, is it you? Did we <laughs> like some point like like are you no, the one? I'm, no, like wait, am I? Ramona? I have not. I, I think no. you're the Ramona of no. our life. I don't know. What? I don't know. Wow. You're more I, of a Wallace. No, nope. vehemently disagrees. No, nope. I was really gonna have... say. I was gonna say who who do we who do we think would have gotten broken up with? Like we are in the league together. So what number are we? Like, am I? Did 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 they break my heart first, or what do you think? Oh, you you're a first love. I could see you being a first love. Your teddy bearness yeah, and all that stuff. Right? Maybe I could, I could go with that. Things I think get complicated. I, I think Darcy probably would be would be. Uh, I think Darcy and I would probably both be some sort of fling. I'd probably be the university <laughs> fling, and he would. Be yeah, the I was thinking around the same fling. time. Yeah, the concert yeah. fling. Oh, concert yeah. fling yeah. with yeah. Darcy. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's always having flings at concerts. So I hear. Um, <laughs> Uh, but you know what? There is a lot to talk about uh, with this review, and it's super exciting that we're back in the world of Scott Pilgrim. Um, so with all that said, let me get to the synopsis for the series so we can just start gushing over how much we enjoyed it. So uh, Scott Pilgrim meets, meets the girl of his dreams, Ramona Flowers, and discovers he must defeat her seven evil exes in order to date her. But this time, things get even more complicated. Based on the graphic novels by Brian Lee O'Malley, Scott Pilgrim takes off, revisits, and reimagines the beloved cult classic, taking Ramona Flowers, her evil exes, Scott, and his friends off on a mysterious, new, action-packed journey to find love. Uh, directed by Abel Gongora, with animation by Science Saru, uh, the series stars Michael Sarah, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, uh, Satya Baba, Kieran Culkin, Chris Evans, Anna Kendrick, Brie Larson, Allison Pill, Aubrey Plaza, uh, Brandon Ruth, uh, Jason Schwartzman, Johnny Simmons, Mark Weber, Mae Whitman, and Ellen Wong. Scott Pilgrim takes off his streaming exclusively on Netflix uh, with all episodes out right now. Uh, so as you're listening to this, you can hear our thoughts and then jump right into the series. Uh, to keep things spoiler free, we really can't talk about the story at all other than to say, like, I think we can collectively say we enjoyed it, mm -hmm. um, the, the direction they took things. And, and ultimately, I can say what it says in the plot summary, which is that things do get more complicated. Um, but. With that said, we can we can certainly gush over, uh, you know, what I think 
all three of us will agree on, which is that Science Saru absolutely nailed the look of this anime. It is, it's the original Brian O'Malley artwork, uh, but but realized in animation, and it works so flawlessly. It it's, was brought to life so well. It's exactly like, what yeah. you'd expect it to look like. If you've mm-hmm. ever seen the cover of any of these books or any single one of these panels, it's that come to life. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, the, the artwork and the the design language, if you will, of this world is so reminiscent or is entirely inspired by the graphic novel. And, and it shows in every little way. Um, but where it goes further is with just its choreography, its its fight sequence, its detail oh, yeah. to those mm. elements that really elevate this in the you know visual medium. Uh, you know, it's taking that those designs and that look and going further with it, um, which again, Science Saru, it, like they deserve all the flowers for what they did here with the, the all design. the Ramona flowers, <laughs> all the Ramona flowers, because honestly, it is it is absolutely beautiful. And that's really one of the biggest parts of what makes this work so well uh, on top of so many other things, but this, the the look and feel of this is just is outstanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, Science Saru, when it was announced that they were handling the animation, I was immediately excited. Uh, coming off their more one of their more recent projects, Devilman Crybaby, but also one of their uh, first projects was an, an Adventure Time episode uh, about the birds and the bees, and they, the way they push the boundaries with animation. And uh, Meg has talked about it before on the podcast about the character shapes. And Science Saru has always done a, an amazing job at playing with those shapes while really stretching the boundaries. And again, the way that they brought the comic to life so well, but then also even some of the physical stuff, because it is in motion, they even pulled from the movie, which is also mm-hmm. an incredible source of uh, everything for this movie. Like this, the show, the series is so good at just bringing the source material to life in such a new and exciting way. Yeah, there's so much confidence in the look of that artwork of the original mm-hmm. art, and it's it's just so expertly replicated. And I love I love the visual language of Scott Pilgrim of the world in general. It's so bouncy, it's so delightful, and it's awesome to see Toronto and and you know different versions of like the TTC or mm-hmm. their version of Second Cup called First Cup. Uh, <laughs> there was a just, Second like, Cup so there many, though too. There's so many little oh, there's also a Second the, Cup. There's a Second Cup, and then there's a First are, Cup. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they nailed everything. Like the like yeah. even for like we're from Toronto to catch all the Toronto isms in it. You're absolutely right. Like they it, it pulls from the original movie in the sort of the visual style. Uh, so the way the streets of Toronto look, but like you see uh, a Queen video esque store, uh, you know, emulated in this in this show. You see uh, second cup, first cup. You see Spadina Station. You see like. The Sky Dome. You see the churches. Like there's a there's a church. Honest Ed's uh, pops up, man. Like Honest Ed's yeah. is in such there. Such a staple right? to the story, and you see it, and you're like, I have been there, and it is it is just as chaotic as they make it out to be. <laughs> there's there's a church that's featured uh, that that you see on the streets, and I'm just like, I've been to that church. I've been inside that church. So they they covered all the corners of Toronto really really well. And to your point, Nate, the confidence in how they've uh, emulated the the graphic novel into this animated form just bleeds into the world building elements in and around the characters because it's just it's like for Toronto fans they're gonna love it they're gonna love just seeing it just as much as you know we loved seeing Toronto featured in Turning Red this in itself has its own unique style that still feels 100% inspired by Toronto uh it's it's gorgeous gorgeous world building 
A hundred percent. And I think, you know, video game fans in general, mm. I think even if you haven't experienced anything from Scott Pilgrim before, there's, you know, the title sequence starting off with like press start on every episode title sequence or um, the way that like every A in the font is a Triforce mm -hmm. from The Legend of Zelda. Just it, it's these little tiny details that just it, the smile from my face could not go down. Uh, and I just think it's absolutely fantastic. They they also play with different styles as well in the in the different episodes. There's mm -hmm. you know everything from a 32-bit art style at times to s even cinematic camera shots or or um, you know it's it's interesting to see like blur done like frame blur and and different aspects of like how they've got the the bokeh effect in certain situations um, with animation. It's just not something that I'm used to seeing. Yeah, again, it's it just all of that feels so inspired by anime. Do you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. anime is is definitely is is infused in this. Um, just like the movie kind of took its own live action approach to bringing anime into the movie, this this series very much takes the graphic novel and then l that style and breeds an anime life into it to really elevate it even that much more. Uh, around like just you know character looks it's it's more about again as we were talking about the some of the, the the angles the choreography and some of this fighting and and whatnot but just on the note about the video games like yeah the, the this is this is we know scott pilgrim is very much a, a loving homage to video games uh in its in its references and i just loved how they used it just like how they did in Edgar Wright's film where they incorporated it as sound elements. You know, if something mm -hmm. was wrong, you would hear, you know, that sort of game like negative sound like doo -doo -doo, right? Or, you know, things to accent like coins noises and stuff like that for excitement and I just loved how they they didn't lose sight of that. They knew how to layer that in to your point from a visual standpoint Nate, but also from an auditory element like just to have those little sounds and like they're sometimes they're quick you know they're really really quick and and they're just there to just kind of again add an accent to a moment it's it's done thoughtfully and mm -hmm. i will say the last thing that i know and i'm sure darcy you've seen different things that science Saru uh, have worked on i think for myself the last thing that i saw that they worked on uh that i was really excited about was star wars mm -hmm. visions back in volume mm -hmm. one when they did episode six and episode nine they did episode nine akakiri but then uh abel gongora who directed these these episodes directed uh tob1 uh in in the first yeah. uh, season of star wars visions and you can you can see there's such like an excellent blend of that traditional anime, but then the science Saru look for the characters, right? Like, to, correct me if I'm wrong, Darcy, because I mean, you you definitely are anime expert, but I felt like the the backgrounds in this looked very like traditional anime uh, mm -hmm. where they're kind of still and don't really move too much. And the characters have a very science Saru look to them. They, they do the anime chibi thing at times yep. where they'll get mad and their heads go giant or they'll, they'll be in love and little hearts will appear in their eyes. And I think it all blends together so seamlessly and moves so smoothly. And I just, it's, it, I'm, I, I think the last time I was impressed by a, an adaptation of comic to screen would be invincible. Uh, and I, think this lives in it to me actually even i would think this supersedes uh the the sort of the effectiveness uh of the craft of bringing over i think it's like if anyone is wondering how do we take a comic book and turn it into an animation this is the, the case study right here again i think it's a very special thing because scott pilgrim the original art style already had so much life to it that science saru didn't really have to do much in terms of character design or anything like that because brian lee o'malley did such a great job originally making these characters so 
fun to play with and the way they again push the boundaries with the shapes and stuff like that and just the the way they go through art styles and really are inspired by the anime the high frame rate and some of that still background stuff it's just it's so much fun to watch and such delight and i don't know it's i feel like it'd be hard to recapture this type of magic because it is so special and so uniquely scott pilgrim to be an homage to everything nerdy because while they don't really talk about it in the series at all you could tell that scott and now if he was living in our world nowadays, he'd also be a huge weeb like me, just knowing everything <laughs> about anime and gushing about it, just like he gushes about Sonic and stuff. So for sure, it's so good. Yeah. I, I think again, it's, it's that fusion, right? Like you said, mm-hmm. Darcy, they didn't, they didn't have to mess with the visual style that was already established by Brian Lee. Like, you know, mm-hmm. they, they just went further with it. They injected more cinematic anime style to really bring it to life. And that's what really, elevates this this entire series but also just a shout out to brian lee for for being involved in this Mm -hmm. you know for you know not just you know obviously signing over the rights so that they could do it but he is credited for writing this story so like there's another great sort of tangible connection between the original source material and here and then you also have edgar wright who's producing this as well who's obviously on board um, which is which is great, you know. Like, th- there's all of these little threads, and I'm sure we're going to talk about the cast and the entire cast that that is featured in here, being that they were in the live action movie. It's you know, this is this is such a great sense of continuity from that experience. It just feels like it's it's constantly evolving now, right? Like the the story of Scott Pilgrim started as a graphic novel, moved into live action, and now here we are talking about an animated show that you know just helps to showcase this this story in, in a whole new light. Well, apparently Edgar, uh, uh, you know, approached Brian Lee O'Malley and uh, Brian already had the story ready to go uh, and was like already on top of it. So it's just it's so incredible. And I think the the, you know, getting into those performances and talking about the cast, I think, you know, the the thing with this show is is we, we get a focus on the we get to focus on the additional characters so much more than we do, uh, at least in the movies. And then and then Darcy, yep. you were kind of saying even in the books, uh, there's mm-hmm. a little more that we get here. So we're kind of getting our garlic bread and eating it, too, with this cast. You know, that's a, a you know, Scott Pilgrim <laughs> reference. Uh, but but it's just it's so cool that we get the sort of the blends of both worlds in, in the, the look and the feel of the series. And then the, the original cast back from the film is just it's 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 too perfect mm-hmm. like as soon as as soon as anyone starts talking you're immediately brought back to that the first time you're sitting and watching the movie and being introduced to the characters there and it's just they're so connected now that like when i went back after watching the series i immediately went back and reread the the graphic novels in color this time which was a delight because i've only ever, ever read in black and white but as soon as i was reading them and you see the speech bubbles popping up so that you just hear that voice cast and they are so strong and so confident in these characters like it they it feels like no time has passed at all since they brought them to life in live action and it's such a good feeling well there's such a interesting cycle right because you have the graphic novel then you have the casting of these characters into live action who are now voicing these animated characters that are inspired by the graphic novel so like it's great it's crazy to see like to hear you know uh audrey plaza's voice you know attached to to the animated version of her character Mm -hmm. and just to see how how her expressions and her mannerisms are animated same with chris evans you know as as lucas lee like like you know he he gets to play he gets to lean more into that character and, and really give off a, a character voice performance, which just it, it exudes the right amount of 
cocky, suave style that you would want from him. But we get to go, the cool thing is, again, we get to see that side of him that we're we're you know we're used to we expect but then we also get to see him broken at times too like where like at one point he says i can't even afford a flight to la or first class flight to la and it's just (laughs) it's hilarious it's it's he's just everything about the celebrity persona wrapped up in like a young johnny bravo type body uh and chris evans you can tell he is having a blast oh yeah lucas oh yeah so much fun Lucas Lee was great too, but another I feel like another standout returning cast was Brandon Ruth as Todd yeah. Ingram. Oh, yeah. I feel like yeah. all the exes got way more screen time mm-hmm. in this series, and we got to grow with them a lot more. And it's just these the actors clearly had a lot of fun returning to them, and and then again developed their characters further than what we know. And it was such a delight. Again, Brandon Routh as Todd was is always going to make me smile. And yeah, everyone in this cast did a phenomenal job. Uh, you know, a huge shout out to Mary Elizabeth Winstead uh, yes. as Ramona. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I think, you know, as we, as we've been talking about, uh, you know, everyone gets a lot more of a focus and, you know, I, I, again, not having read the graphic novels, being introduced to the movie as the first introduction to the world and very much loving the movie and having watched it numerous times. I always thought Ramona was kind of came off as like the trophy. You know, she's, she's definitely a confident woman, but we don't get enough time with her. But mm-hmm. again, like we're saying with the exes, and here uh, with Ramona, we get to spend more time and understand their characters a little bit more outside of just tropes or mm-hmm. you know stereotypes, if you will, of who uh, of who they are figuratively. Um, we get to understand more of their motives, their intentions, and and sort of their 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 heart, if you will. If 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 we could go so far as to say for for some of these characters, it's it's a really nice exploration, uh, and that's also for not just for the exes, but also for the, 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 the bands, uh, from, uh, sex bomb, uh, you know, we get to see, see more of them and, and, and whatnot. So it's, it's really great exploration oh, yeah. of the characters. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm a huge young Neil Stan and just hearing Johnny Simmons <laughs> just really play up that dumb, clueless friend of the band again, again, no time has passed at all. And I feel like he's still just as awkward and unsure of himself as, as you're supposed to think he's a young random guy who's just friends with the band and doesn't do anything himself. And I love, Again, the way that they, all the returning members of Sex bob clearly care about these characters and, and wanted to bring them back to life in a, in a new way. And just, again, the time we get to spend with them is, is so much fun. And I, I, I wouldn't, I, I couldn't believe I could love Scott Pilgrim anymore, but this return to the series and this adaptation has made me fall in love with it all over again in, in ways I didn't even think was possible. And a lot of that comes down to these character performances. Yeah, Kieran Culkin, I think, is another standout. Brie Larson, I think, was also phenomenal. I couldn't tell if it was her at times, at first, right? right? Like, yeah, like, she's, but she's so she's so much into that character, right? Sure, she's definitely putting on like. Again, we we talk about it when we talk about animation. There's people that bring sort of an acting chop to their voice, yeah. so it's it's just them, right? But here, you can definitely hear that that Brie Larson is is putting on a character persona that is almost i think it goes further than what she did in in mm-hmm. the movie i haven't rewatched the movie well, it's since more extreme series, it's amped up it's it's, it's anime, exactly yeah. right it's anime yeah, yeah exactly yeah. that's what i was gonna say yeah well and i i think uh you know of course michael Sarah as as scott is perfectly scott but mm-hmm. um i also wanted to shout out uh satya baba uh in this show i think he's awesome as well he's having I, again much like chris evans he's, he's clearly having such a blast of a time and i think I just think this this whole cast, there's also, we can't talk about any of them, but there are additional guest stars 
who are just immediately recognizable when you hear their voice. And it's just, again, similar to the ways that I would just like crack a smile every time I see a little Triforce A in the font. Anytime any one mm-hmm. of these little ge- these guest stars would pop up, even if it was for a few seconds, it just is so delightful mm-hmm. and you can't just help but chuckle and laugh. Um, it, you know, obviously we're gushing about all this stuff. I do, before we, we get into it, go any further, I obviously have to bring up the music. It's such a core it, component yeah. of Scott Pilgrim experience, right? And I think Anamanaguchi and Joseph Trapanese, which I've never heard of the name Joseph Trapanese before, and that's fantastic. Um, but I think they did a phenomenal job. And I think it's, again, it continues what came before, but it's, it's, it's refreshed and we're getting new, uh, new music as well. And it's weaved in so seamlessly as part of the the scott pilgrim scott pilgrim uh signature if you will mm-hmm. yes yes yeah, as, as part of this the signature of this world specifically too and the show you know the japanese rock uh vibe really works to help again elevate the the anime qualities but then you get some good needle drops right like there's a tegan and sarah song that's featured in this uh there's there's a couple classic songs that are actually featured in this and i i just love that as we were talking about that that was so that was such a staple to the, the films uh mm-hmm. you know the music and and just the the presence of music and and like i said it it feels like the music is the heart in, in a lot of ways and and runs as a as a constant pulse throughout each of these episodes that mm-hmm. serves to really bind them together as a, 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 in a sort of thread um and i i love that attention to to again reinvigorating like you said Nate it's it's reinvigorating that concept of music and the relationship that Scott Pilgrim as a as a brand and as a story has in relation to it and just fusing new things like the intro man i i never skipped it i loved it no it was it's so good. good so good right yeah. and so and it's good. and it's like it's a classic anime intro long as fuck but like you know <laughs> but it's so pretty to look at it's so detailed and there's just really cool stuff that they do in just that intro that really get you hyped uh for the episode and then the music just it's just popping, man. It's so good. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I regularly listen to the soundtrack from the movie, and I know that when I do that, I'll also be adding adding the soundtrack from this series because it again captures Sex Bobom in a whole new light. They, they've again, this adaptation has been clearly modernized a lot in some ways, uh, just because time has passed since the the original graphic novel was released, and and some of the, those jokes are a bit dated, but it still manages to. The, the audience now will be still into the music because it still feels so, you know, against the grain and not your normal contemporary pop music. It is that raw, unapologetic kind of, you know, sex. We are sex bomb. We're mm-hmm. one, two, three, four. They just take kick off and like punch you in the face with it. I love it so much. And the fact that a lot of those needle drops you mentioned are from Canadian artists, too. Like, yeah, everything about this series is just so unapologetically Canadian and it, it goes down to the music. And that just again, that's the core of the series. When you when you're introduced to to the uh, sex bomb in the comics it's with a song with a core progression it tells you you can play too it doesn't matter if you're bad sex bomb is bad too so like <laughs> the fact that that has carried on through every iteration of this this story is incredible and this again this series does a great job of bringing that to life yeah i i, I love that you called out the canadian uh musicians i, I think emily haynes is featured in this from metric mm-hmm. uh, at one specific point uh, I won't say when, but it was so identifiable when her voice kicked in. I was like, oh, that's awesome, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then definitely to see her name as, as uh, attached to the credits, it was nice. And yeah, I love that. You know, again, as as much as we're talking about this sort of Japanese anime infused pop culture spectacle, 
there's a lot of Canadianisms in it. Like there's mm-hmm. a lot of like mm-hmm. little Canadian touches that I just appreciate so much because, you know, it goes further than just putting in a landscape that is Toronto, you know, having the mm-hmm. CN tower and some buildings and stuff like that. There are actual references. Like I am pretty sure I caught a Cineplex reference. Oh yeah. Uh, oh you know yeah. What I mean, and, and obviously Cineplex is, is a multi multi-level word. Like it means like, you know, movie theaters in some ways, but here that is the brand in Canada. That is the brand of movie theater. Uh, so I, I enjoy, I enjoy that. There's those things like for some people, they'll just, it'll just be a word, but for us, it means so much more as Canadians. So mm-hmm. yeah. Shout out to them for nailing all of those Canadianisms in there. Absolutely. Um, so we are, Obviously, we enjoyed it. Um, is there anything? Twenty-four minutes about... in, and we—I think we enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah is there yeah. is there anything uh, about this series uh, that didn't work for you, or think maybe even if it's not for you, or just overall in general that might not work for for different audiences? I'm I'm wondering if if like I don't know for myself, I, and I say this only because I think it's probably the the most uh, the most likely is is maybe pacing. For certain things, yeah. but I, I think, like in my opinion, the pacing was actually was pretty good. Um, I just don't know how how many people are gonna really be attuned. Like you said, Darcy, it's it's a little more modernized and stuff like that. So I, I think if if people have an existing experience with maybe anime and with with animated shows, uh, they may feel comfortable with it. But I don't know. Like I'm trying to think of people that maybe like the movie and then might jump into something like this that you know might not be familiar with animation or or might not be something that they always go to. How well are they how much are they going to enjoy the pacing of the story and and sort of the the way things sort of linger. You know how anime kind of lingers on things and kind of long longingly uh stays on on focus on certain things. There's a lot there's there's some of that in that exists in the show and I think rightfully so again given the the sort of mixing of genres that we see throughout uh, uh the the series but yeah like i could i could probably see that I, and for me though I, I didn't have a problem with it i'm just i'm just wondering is there anything could that be something that that people might have an issue with again to me i feel like that there might be people who have an issue with it but i feel like it'd be very hard to because of the way that they are so faithful to the source material and how even if they're coming off a fan of the movie edgar wright loves the story too and a lot of what he was doing in his uh, the film was coming straight from the pages and like the 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 jokes the humor the the shots how he sets things up are all from just what brian lee o'malley originally told Mm -hmm. so i feel like that alone will the connection to that story is has been so strong in every iteration that if you want to know watch a scott pilgrim story you'll be able to get into it i think because the characters are still the same and the story and the heart is still there just like it is in that that movie and the original graphic novel and the video game because again that was a, a, a oh, yeah. classic like a, a beloved video oh, yeah. game Shout which, out again, to ubisoft on that one bring yeah, yeah. brings up that same fight style that we see even in one little epi- and a little snippet of the episode but like takes you back to the fans of the game too which is really cool it really it brings everything that came before it and takes it to the next level so mm-hmm. i don't know I, I have a hard time seeing people who like Scott Pilgrim not liking the show. For sure. I, I just, and even just to go off of the idea of, of the film, like Edgar Wright has a very breakneck speed sort of editing style. And, and mm-hmm. that movie moves. Like a lot of people, oh, say yeah. the pacing's too fast for them. Too fast. So, yeah. in contrast to that, this show definitely, again, as I was saying, brings in a lot more of that anime style where there, there might be a little bit more longing, pause, you know, staying on, on focus on things rather than that sort of snip 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 cut cut moving around really quickly there is a little bit of that Mm -hmm. and i think that more just is in purpose in purpose to call back to the movies very lovingly uh but in a lot of ways i think this is a alternate genre from 
from that. Mm. So I'm wondering how people will adapt. But I, I agree. I think if Scott Pilgrim fans, like if you're a fan of Scott Pilgrim, oh, you're gonna you're gonna, you're love gonna fucking this. love this. No matter like, what, you're, you're you're gonna watch it. You're gonna watch it twice back to back. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then read all the books, and then and then watch, watch the, the movie, movie and, and then go back and watch the show. Just, exactly. Do everything yeah. Darcy did. Yeah. But um, <laughs> but no, I think I think I agree with you though, Justin. I I did feel a little bit of that. I am not as huge of an anime fan uh, in particular, and I think that's gonna be something that. You have to remember with this series, it's not just an animated show; it's an anime, uh, in in every mm-hmm. sense of the word. And and it, and it, in in and I think for a lot of people that'll be for the better. And then I think for a few folks, they they will feel a little bit of like this is not what I'm used to with like a Saturday morning animated cartoon, you know, in the in the West. So I think I think that is the only thing that I did notice. I think if you're gonna watch this show. Binge it. I think it's better to binge this series rather than go, uh, you know, or even if you want to sit down and do like two or three episodes at a time. I would just say if this was a weekly release, I definitely could see people falling off uh, Mm -hmm. throughout the series. That's the only thing that I felt Mm -hmm. is I was like, I'm like, I'm stoked to get to the next episode because I have it right here. I just feel like for myself personally... If I if this was a week to week and there were other shows happening, it could have been something that would have fallen in the by the wayside. Yeah, it would get lost. But I think it's a great call out. This is the best example of bingeable content. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like this is this the, the whole point of what this show is. These eight episodes, it's meant to be binged. It's mm-hmm. it's not meant to like like you can take your time with it. But to your point, Nate, if you did and then something else distracts, then you may not go back. But I think if you're hooked after you know the first two or three episodes even then just keep going with it right because mm-hmm. you'll start to really like even after the first episode i was like okay like i'm in right and because it, it just it, it nailed everything that you would that you would want and again that's obviously probably going to be different from person to person but yes i i totally agree i think that this is a great example of bingeable content just watch it Mm-hmm. Just watch it. Um, but before you watch it, uh, let's give you our final thoughts and rating for this show, um, which we're gonna we're gonna rate on a scale of one to five evil exes. Uh, so Darcy, uh, let's hear it. I mean, mine's gonna be pretty short and sweet. I, I already said that I love Scott Pilgrim to begin with, but and I didn't think I could love it more. But this series has has surprised me in that there I love it more than I thought I could, and it's it's so good. So yeah. Easy the five out of five evil X's for me because everything about this is so perfectly done. It is the best adaptation of a comic to date, I think. It's so good. Yeah. yeah. Justin. Yeah. Um yeah, like I'm I'm with Darcy. I, I think this is incredibly dope. It, this is this is fantastic. It's it's so well done from a story standpoint, from a visual standpoint. And really, honestly, most of why I love this sh- this this show or this series has to do with its visuals. Mm-hmm. Science Ru knocked it out of the park, you know, adopting all of the the visual language and style established around the graphic novels and and just elevating it, uh, taking it to a whole new level, infusing more of a cinematic anime style that just feels so amped up and you know just it's it's filled with excitement uh it's colorful it's poppy uh the music is off the hook it's such a great infusion um you know we 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 talked about the performances and the entire uh voice cast from the live action making their appearances here so great to see that sort of i guess ouroboros if you will you know sort of (laughs) in, in, in a way um but also, uh, if you get a chance, I watched a little bit of some episodes in Japanese, uh, which really does, again, bring 
that that uh, that that elevated um, that that an elevated anime style into into the the fold. So I, I think that the fact that they would do that and the fact that they give you that opportunity to experience it that way uh, could be something. If you're an anime fan who likes to watch your anime with traditional Japanese, uh, you can do that. So I, I love that because they're all credited in there as giving the voice actors. So it'd be it'd be very interesting to see. Uh, you know, again, more and more people watching it in that vein. Um, but yeah, it's this is this is great. I. I I, I I think I'm gonna probably be giving it a five out of five strictly because it's just it visually it nails so much and I was just I was blown away, man. I, I really enjoyed this. I I, I feel like I, I wanna go back and watch it again. And I think like you, Darcy, I kinda wanna do a deep dive and go watch the movie again and maybe actually finally read the graphic novels because I've always said that I wanted to. So yeah, five out of five. Cool. All right. Um you know, I think I, I as I said, I'm 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 a fan of Scott Pilgrim in this world. I think, like you said, Justin, earlier, like if you are a fan of the original Brian Lee O'Malley comics, you are going to adore this series. Uh, this is the year for animation. Uh, mm-hmm. This is the year for streaming animation. There's so many incredible animated projects uh, that we've gotten to dig into this year alone. Um, and I think it's also an incredible year for, for uh, video games. Uh, and if you fall into the, the Venn diagram of animation and video games, the style of this show is going to have you hooked, even if you've never even heard of Scott Pilgrim. Um, I think the, the, the music... Um, the performances are, are equally perfect and they just, again, they carry that signature style of the movie, uh, over into this expertly crafted animation from Science Saru. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to be giving Scott Pilgrim takes off a very solid 4.5 out of five evil X's. Um, I think the only thing that could possibly keep you back is, is yeah, the, the sort of the accessibility. If you're not necessarily a wholehearted anime fan, you're going to feel that a little bit and you're either going to like it, uh, or it's not going to be for you. But I think like, yeah, I mean, if I was to give the animation alone, uh, a score a hundred percent, it's a five out of five, but I think, <laughs> I think for, for that little, little bit of that inaccessibility from an, uh, from a audience standpoint, um, I'm going to ding it a little bit, but yeah, 4.5 out of five evil X's for sure. This show is, was so much fun. Uh, but that is it for this spoiler free review of Scott Pilgrim takes off. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you did make sure to subscribe to us, wherever you like to listen to podcasts, if you haven't already. Uh, and if you want to write into the show with your thoughts on this series or any of the shows or movies we cover, uh, well, I'm going to challenge Justin to a fight. And if he wins, he can let you know how you can reach us. <laughs> they can reach us at <laughs> they can reach us at wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. That's wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. Or they can reach out to us on X, formerly known as Twitter, at GeekcentricYT, or on Instagram at wearegeekcentric. I'm respawning in uh, for round two <laughs> to tell you uh, to join. I love how we could probably like edit in actual uh, noises here, but no, we're no, going to go. When we can make the noises, yeah. It's we're, all natural. We're the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm respawning in to tell you that you got to join our Discord using the link in our description. We're talking about um, you know all the different series that we cover, and uh, I think it would be fun to maybe open up uh, a, a Discord uh, channel for this show as well. So once you've watched it, we can talk about it. We can talk about uh, kind of the... 
the 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 complicated aspect uh, to the story as we read in the description. Um, and keep in mind, we also have a ton of other episodes covering recent releases with our spoiler-free reviews for Monarch Legacy of Monsters, Next Goal Wins, The Hunger Games, A Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, The Marvels, uh, then another amazing animated Netflix series called Blue Eye Samurai that you got to check out, uh, Invincible Season 2 Part 1 over on Amazon, uh, and of course, back to Netflix, David Fincher's The Killer. We've got reviews for all of those. Uh, we also have some really great interviews out now, like our most recent interview with the team behind Monarch Legacy of Monsters, including visual effects supervisor Sean Conrad, executive producer and director Matt Shackman, executive producer Matt Fraction, uh, who's in the comic book world. If you, you, know, if you know your stuff, you know Matt Fraction. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, showrunner Chris Black. Uh, Justin discusses the rock star nature of Godzilla and even asks Matt Shackman uh, about the Fantastic Four. So be sure to check out those interviews and all of our interviews either here on your podcast service of choice or over on YouTube at youtube.com slash geekcentric. We just wrapped our watch club for Loki season two with our final episode where we were joined by Matt Rohrbeck of the Untitled Movie Podcast. We got deep into our thoughts and theories on what's next for Loki, everyone at the TVA and the MCU uh, at large. Um, so with that said, Darcy, Justin, thank you so much for being my player two and my player three on this very animated review. And as we say, love ya. Laters. Peace. You win.